don't want to be sold to all the time. They want to connect with you. Because right. anybody can sell um, lipstick, but you see a lot of people um, connected with Super Scent when she pushed out her stuff because of that connection she had with her audience. Talk that talk with your hosts, Toya Burris and Brooks Nelson, as we cover hot topics impacting the plus-size community in our new podcast by Shapely, The Way In. Let's discuss the things that matter most to people like us. Are you ready to weigh in? What's up, what's up, what's up, everybody? Uh, we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of The Way In. I'm your host, Brooks Nelson, with my co-host, Latoya Burris. How you doing, Latoya? I am doing well. Hey, everybody. Welcome back for another episode most definitely we appreciate you guys joining us as always um you know so so what, what's going on with you uh tell you what, what you got going on today and since since we last recorded well guys good things all good things guess where i'm recording from well if you guys haven't been paying attention to shapely's website i'm at shapely ski so i'm in a poconos in pennsylvania right now and I'm really excited to be, you know, recording this episode from here. It's really cold, but refreshing, you know, very outdoorsy. <laughs> oh, so you traveling during the pandemic, huh? I'm, I'm tra- oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am traveling during the pandemic, but we are being very safe. Everyone who came to Shapely Ski um, was tested for COVID before being allowed to join us and so we are doing everything we can to you know just be safe while having fun right yeah i I can attest to that they definitely get tested because they made sure i got tested before i saw them last back in october so yeah they i know know they they're staying safe i know y'all are staying safe so i'm just you know messing around but um so everything's been going okay up in the poconos Everything's going pretty good. Um, the Poconos give me um, Nightmare on Elm Street vibes, but <laughs> no, it's all good. Um, today was fun. We went to the shooting um, gun range. Um, shout out to, I think it is Sunset Hill Gun Range in Poconos. Shout out to you guys. Um, my instructor was great, but I learned right away all that gun bang, shoot them up, bang, bang stuff that I'll be singing and dancing to. I'm not about that life, bro. <laughs> it is not for me. I was frightened. Listen, I'm still about to get my gun permit. I've, I've been putting that off and I have to get something. It's just, it's I was going to do that, but I was just like today, I was like, I think it really resonated with me how powerful um, weapons are. And um, I think because I never shot a gun before, held a gun in my hand. Okay, that's a lie. I've held a gun in my hand before, but I've never held a loaded gun in my hand before. And um, I think it was a 22 something. I forgot what it was, to be honest. But I was just like, yeah, I don't think during the zombie apocalypse, I think I'll be the archer. ready to be somebody's ride or die that's what yeah i i i'm i think maybe maybe hand-to-hand combat might be my thing <laughs> that might shoot. y'all gonna shoot the one okay because <laughs> i can't yeah i mean the, the guns are definitely something else you know saying so that's, that's a whole nother world um as far as me you know just it's really been it's been cold in atlanta lately 
Um, I'm already what's, what's what's cold for Atlanta, bro. <laughs> I mean, it's been in the 20s, man. It's been the 20s and you know, low 30s. Um, and then the wind chill has been kind of picking up, so it's been pretty cold. Um, so like I said, I'm a homebody, so I don't really need an excuse to stay inside. Um, I football playoff football is on, so I mean, I got all my excuse. I get me some buffalo chicken dip, watch the games, and I'm straight. Oh, speaking of chicken wings, shout out to Cluck You Chicken here in um, Stroudsburg, East Stroudsburg, Pennsylvania, bro. This chicken be busting. I like the chicken so much, I bought a tie-dye t-shirt that says Cluck You University on it. Wow. <laughs> you just having all kinds of experiences with these little restaurants where you going, ain't you? Man, and they give you like these spiked like frozen drinks. I had like this pina colada something. Oh man, I was faded. I had the best. I'm having a good time. I don't know how y'all spending. You was faded off the one drink? <laughs> it's huge. It was a large. It was like how many ounces? I, I think it was oh, like 24 man. ounces. I was lit. But I'm gonna have to pay for it. I'm gonna have to get on a treadmill after this. That's all. Yeah, every vacation is frustrating for me because you work hard usually when you, before you go, and then you act up when you get on there. So yeah, back so, on. Guys, are you ready for in the news? So um, I wanted to talk about this health management and tech company called FitTrack. And I wanted to bring them up just because um, they were, for the new year, you know, everyone's usually making new commitments, new um, affirmations or commit or resolutions, right? So they did something a little different. Um, what makes them special is just that instead of um, focusing on all the the synonymous things that goes along with the new year, like good health and stuff like that. They kind of switched it up and they were just showing that having an affirmative body attitude can also be synonymous with good health. And um, based on that whole insight in the truth, the true health, the, the, the true insight is that, you know, health is not, you know, one size fits all, right? So um, they came up with that idea and to explain it, they tapped this um, design, this agency and based in Toronto called The Garden to create this um, hero video called One Size Fit One, featuring people who don't fit the traditional image of fitness. And um, I just wanted to just acknowledge that. I think that's really cool and important because, you know, sometimes people think that you have to like have a six pack or like you have to look a certain way to be considered a, like an athlete or to be fit. And that's not necessarily true. So shout out to um, FitTrack for launching like a whole camp, a global campaign among about this whole concept. And you guys should check out um, the video. It's really, really, really inspiring. Oh yeah, most definitely. That sounds super inspiring. So you guys go check that out for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then um, another thing, I don't know, Brooks, have you ever heard of a uh, Curvy Con? I have. Um, can't remember where I heard about it from, but I've heard of the name. I know I've heard of the name. It's probably it's like I followed, have, you know, talked about it, posted about it. Yeah, so it's like this big like conference that happens. I mean, it's happened in, in New York. Um, the CurvyCon's co-founder basically dropped a really badass plus size ski line. 
speaking of skiing while we were talking about that because that's what I was doing. So um, I wish I knew about it before. <laughs> I would have ordered. I would have ordered me a whole outfit from from them. But seems super specific, like a ski line. Yeah, like a ski line in, in collaboration with Fashion to Figure. They created um, 17 pieces of a plus size ski collection, bringing um, curvy shoppers a cute mix of playful and saucy winter styles. Um, it's also available in sizes from zero to four X or 12 to 28. And the pieces are specifically designed with strategic stretch to fit the peaks and throws of curves. So yeah, you ski bunnies, y'all need to get ready, honey. Wow. Hey, next they need to break with Express because I'm tired of going in there and looking at the extra smalls. Uh, you know, they don't even have anything that fits me. So, yeah, they can they can collaborate with them next. And um, yeah, I like Express and Express really does need to do better with um, rolling out some more plus size friendly items because, you know, I like their stuff. Yeah, I think it's built for like more European fashion types. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've got like one frames. pair of jeans from Express and to get it plus size, it was like you had to order online. It definitely wasn't in the store. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It's that excellence time. Let's get it. So um, it's that time again. And um, I wanted to acknowledge the very cool, very rad Jasmine J. Um, her handle on Instagram is Jasmine J, <laughs> same name. Um, <laughs> you may know her from BuzzFeed, but um, she's known, she's a plus size model, a LGBTQ plus advocate and a body positive chap, body positive chap, uh, body positivity champion. Sorry, I can't get Bopo right today. And um, I just wanna acknowledge her for um, just her commitment. She consistently utilizes her platform of 582,000 plus followers on, on Instagram to promote BOPO and to empower women and women of color and the queer community. And since 2014, she has crafted a space for people like herself. So. Now she's um, entering into a diversity and, inclu and inclusion consultant role. And um, I'm really just excited to see her continue to make the world more progressive, more inclusive, not only for plus size bodies, not only for people of color, but also, you know, the fact that she also advocates for the LGBTQ plus community as well. So, you know, this week's Fat Excellence Mention goes to Jasmine Jay, and we at the weigh-in commend you, sis, because you're doing it big. I'm excited because uh, we have a special guest coming on today. I'm ready for the guest. We need to get to the guest. <laughs> so, um, all right, so um, we're back, and today we are joined by a special guest. I have Davida Roach. You may be already following her at Davida's Diary on Instagram for some curvy inspiration. However, we are super excited to have the curvy influencer join us today to discuss the challenges of being a plus size or curvy lifestyle influencer and much more. So welcome to the weigh-in, Davida. Thank you for joining us. Yes, thank you for having me. Yeah, welcome. Thanks for, thanks for joining us. Absolutely, absolutely. 
So um, the first thing I would love to talk about is just like, how did you decide to, you know, become an influencer? Because I feel like that's like an intentional decision sometimes for people. So um, like, what made you decide that? And like, what did this scene look like to you? And like, how did you feel like you could, I guess, make a difference in it? Um, I kind of just like stepped into it. I knew I wanted to blog. So I wrote my first, my first blog when I moved to Atlanta and it was, my first blog was July is over and hot girl summer is coming to an end. And mm. from there, every Sunday I will publish a blog. I just thought, I just saw myself as a blogger. I didn't know that I would eventually become an influencer and working with brands until like, um, it was COVID. When right. I lost my job, I had more time to focus on my brand and focus on um, being an influencer and working with brands. And so that's when I was like, okay, so this is this is what it is. Okay. Right. And um, I remember you, I used to make fun of influencers and I made like a video like, so a lot of you guys have been asking me where I get these lashes from. <laughs> and I was like not thinking I would eventually become one. But yes, it's a journey. It, it's, it's fun. It's, it's it's exciting. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I also like, you know, we have this other thing. Shapely has um Shapely TV. And we did a whole video talking about like, you know, plus size influ like just influencers in general, not only plus size, but like the whole like everyone selling waistbands and like <laughs> body shapers and the herbal yes. tea that's gonna make you skinny. I was about to say black everything. Yeah. So like, you know, and I've even like encountered women that I know, like that they, I know that they lost weight before they were even using the product. Mm -hmm. And then they would like position the product. Like that was part of the reason why they lost weight. So like, yeah. what are your thoughts? Like, as far as social responsibility when it comes to being an influencer, because I sometimes feel like that some influencers have been guilty of, um, taking a funk or like, you know, making things seem what they are not? Um, I think we really have to be genuine with our audience and let them know the products that we are using. And like, I know that I show my audience the product I'm using like before it happens and I tell my story, like right now I'm working with an esthetician and, you know, wearing these masks, my skin broke out really wow. bad. And so I was sharing my followers, like how bad my skin was and me using the product and showing me even getting a facial and like microneedling and showing the after um, results. So I think a lot of it plays into being transparent, even if you don't want to, so I did not want to show my skin the way it was looking during that microneedling session. But I had to, so that way people couldn't really understand what it's like and, you know, all the issues that I may experience. So that way, just in case they experienced it, they don't look at me like, well, wait a minute, I didn't get this. How come she didn't? Nope. Uh-uh. I shared that back on, you know, like two months ago when I created that content for that brand. So it's all about really being authentic. And I don't like that. Like, I... I hate when I see influencers, like you said, using the flat tummy tea and, you know, good and well, you were skinny before then. You probably <laughs> not using it. You just putting your face on there. Like, it's not, I hate that. It, it's just not, you're, you're not even influencing at that point. You just playing so, around. So can I ask you a question? Um, so I'm not privy to any, a lot of these, like the flat tummy tea, I've seen it, but I didn't actually know if people actually bought it or not, but um so if you, if somebody offers or they want you to promote uh, one of their products, 
how do you go about like if you're using it and it's not beneficial to you like how do you go about showing that to your audience like, I don't I don't mm, I just okay don't. I remember this Greg sent me some because I actually started out as a wellness influencer um mm. and it wasn't until I made a post like showing my curves and I got like a lot of engagement and I said you know what okay maybe I need to transition into being a plus size like a curvy influencer and working with fashion brands because before I was working with like brands with um teas and CBD products and uh, some other stuff. So this brand sent me some, I forgot what it was, some substance you're supposed to put in water and it smelled horrible. Wow. Um, I didn't even want to taste it. And I told them, hey, I'm sorry, I don't feel comfortable sharing this to my followers. I'm not. And then I worked with another brand. They sent me some perfumes and all of them were stank. And I was not. <laughs> but yes, God, purchase this, use my code. Let me get my coin from the sales because I'm not about to do that. Cause they're right. looking at me like they buy it. They're looking at me like she like that. Mm -mm, I can't rock with her. Let me don't follow her. Yeah. Right. And I've I've also like I don't know. I've seen. I just don't understand why people do like I get it, especially now with like you said with the pandemic and like a lot of people are pivoting with their business or their brand, right? Mm -hmm. Like trying to get innovative, creative. Okay, like how else can I make money when the economy is like you know yeah not stable and you know you got to get innovative but then sometimes people get desperate and then now you got only fans and you have mm. um yeah <laughs> mm -hmm. and it, or, or you have people willing to do things that maybe they weren't necessarily willing to do before and um I just feel like if you are influential and people really care about what you think mm -hmm. and um really believe in you as a human right because I feel like that's what's special about influencers like that's what this is why marketers are crazy for influencers and why they have so much um more um they're occupying that marketing space in a right. different realm because what you guys are doing is you're relating to people in a really human relatable type of environment yeah. and it doesn't it, it removes that barrier that sometimes you might get with a celebrity you know yeah exactly it's the raw truth you see us without makeup using the product you, you hear our our reviews I, like i know i share like a more intense review on my story than on my post um but that's what the people want that's what the people need i wouldn't want someone if i follow influencer and she's using products i want to use those products because i trust her i relate to her she may have been through a toxic relationship and that's something I have been through and right. me and her you know we connect and so if she's promoting products then more than likely I'm going to buy it if I really you know really rock with her and so if she sells something if I order it and I don't like it I'm going to be upset right I'm going to be upset but that's the relationship that we have with our audience especially if we go if we grow it organically like I have about 4,000 followers right now my mom keeps telling me, she's like, you should buy followers at least so that way you can get the swipe up feature. And I'm like, no, those are no, fake. I'm not doing yeah. that. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh -huh. Sorry, I, mom. Yeah. I, 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 yes. Yeah. She means well. Yeah, she means well, but like, mm -hmm. I wouldn't advise you to do that because like you said, um, the way that Instagram, the technology of it works, mm -hmm. it's kind of like they figure out quickly Yep. that okay these people are not real and you could do what the bots do it is time consuming yeah. but like that isn't there you know you can go ahead look through people that you feel 
are similar to you and mm -hmm. uh, your brand and look at their followers and then like engage right. with their followers. That's another strategy to build your audience. Yes. But that is still better than getting a bot to do it because mm -hmm. Instagram's not stupid. Like it figures out quickly, like, oh, these are not real people. Yeah, they're <laughs> not. And then followers go through. They're like, all they comment is a bunch of heart eyes and all that stuff. They, that's not. Yeah. <laughs> heart <laughs> eyes and it's like no reason for them. <laughs> right. What's the point of being an influencer if I can't make a coin from that? It's, it's fake followers. So that means they have fake money, which means I'm not going to make, I'm not going to be able to make money from that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. You can't monetize yeah. things that are not real. And right. also I've noticed there are influencers too that they will have a lot of followers, but like what's, what is the worth of having followers that don't even feel a connection to your brand enough that they want to break bread, you know? Yeah. And that's crazy too. Cause I'd be like, okay, you got like how many followers and you can't even like feed yourself. Like, exactly. <laughs> like that doesn't make sense to me, you know? No, real. And, I, and I've seen this um, post about this influencer. She had like over a million followers. And then um, she launched a t-shirt line or something like that. And she only had like 12 um, transactions. Yeah, something like that. It was like a low number. And that's sad because that means that the followers don't value or value her brand enough. Mm -hmm. And um, I, if I were her, I would really, um, because I'm a nerd, I would really like really strategically look at that and be like, okay, what am I not doing? Mm -hmm. Who in here um, isn't the type of um, customer or, you know, follower I want? Like who right. do you, you know, just like you said, like when you started, you were doing more like wellness, right? And you were mm -hmm. focused on that niche. And now you're pivoting more towards body positivity and like mm -hmm. a curvy like lifestyle that. and what that means, right? Right. So um, I don't know, like some people kind of like don't, have the gift of looking at things from that lens. No, and it, yeah. it's all about like putting out content and seeing the engagement from it. It's just like a trial and error. And then also Instagram has an amazing feature where you can put polls up in your story. Mm -hmm. where you can ask some questions and they can answer. Or you can put questions that like, ask me a question, what do you think about this? And then that way you have a better um, approach to creating content and then working with brands. You may like, um, I don't know. You may be vegan and your and your followers are not vegan. They eat meat. So you know what I'm saying? So you have to be very cognizant of what you're putting out there and what your audience likes. So um so, when you sorry, go ahead, Brooks. I was just gonna say, do you think it's more difficult a following and a base um as an influencer as opposed to like if you were a plus size model? Because I know like from a man's standpoint of view, you know, when I'm following a lot of these women online, it's just based on the eye test. Like, oh, does she look good? Yeah, I follow her. You know what I mean? Whereas I think if you're an influencer, people have to, you have to be about substance. Like I have to like what you're talking about in order for me to follow you. Yeah, basically that's what we're putting it out there for. I know there's this, this follower, this, um, influence who I follow and she puts up everything like her family her husband um what she's driving she puts that out and anytime she works with a brand you know she is like she of course she cures like over secures over thousands thousands and thousands of dollars but that's because her audience listens to her outside right. of just selling to them because people don't want to be sold to all the time they want to connect with you right. if anybody can sell 
um lipstick but you see a lot of people um connected with super scent when she pushed out her stuff because of that connection she had with her audience that's true it seems, it seems like she's selling the lifestyle yes trying to live her lifestyle they're gonna buy the things yep. that she uses yes exactly exactly i also think like brooks when you were saying that um because to me even if you're a plus size model to me, an influencer, the plus size, the model part is like your job, right? Mm -hmm. But also like models are the first influencers. Yeah. You know, they were the first professional influencers because they, they exist solely to sell product. Yeah, they right. look good, but they're there to sell product mm -hmm. and they do runway shows and they sell fashion brands. Like it's the, they sell this look, this imagery, right? Right. So I just wanted to like, also just say like, now we might call people influencers, but like to me, the plus the model was the first influencer. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's funny because I always wanted to be a plus size model. I just didn't know how. Like I remember being in high school, we didn't really have cool plus size stores, and then Tora came out, and I was like, oh my gosh, I would love to be a model for them. And although I'm not a model or influencer for them, I've worked with fashion to figure, and like they're in the same realm, and so I'm like, yes, okay. I see what this is about. And that's awesome know? that you worked with them because I just mentioned earlier in the news that, you know, Kirby Khan's co-founder in Fashion and Figure came out with the ski line and I just happened to be on a ski trip right now. <laughs> I love it. I was like, she's better. And she lives in Atlanta, I believe. So. Oh yeah, she does? I didn't know that. So that's awesome. I said yeah. she better come through. I, I want to do that one day. I don't know what with what brand, but I would like to open up my own Kirby collection. Yeah, and I did see that on your, you did say that on Instagram. And, um, you know, I know I do have, before we um, wrap, I wanted to say that like for you, what is like body positivity and what that means to, to you? And like, what are your future goals with um, DaVita's Diary, like as a brand? I know you also have another business that, feel free to plug that in because we're all about supporting other brands so yes, definitely um okay so I guess I'll um talk about what body positivity means to me I, I believe that body positivity is a ministry of mm. empowering women um to love themselves not just um plus size but loving yourself from a size two to a 22 mm -hmm. and being confident in what you in your body size like I remember my mom she gets on me like if you I wrote a blog today you should definitely check it out let me know what you think but I wrote a blog and how my mom would get on me like I think you should take that picture down you look big in that like take it down I'm like you know what no your relationship with your body has nothing to do with the relationship that I have with mine right um, and some people sometimes they get offended when they see the confidence in you that they don't see in themselves hmm. and so body positivity is having confidence in yourself and being surrounded by people who celebrate you as well um i told my mom like that's toxic and it's inflammatory don't ever say that to me again <laughs> but let me, you let me tell you something i don't mean to cut you off i don't mean to cut you off let me tell you something parents have our parents have no problem that last generation they don't have any problem telling somebody that they're big <laughs> Yes. My mom, my mom, every time I come home, she'll say something like, Hey, you look, you look a little bit, you gaining some weight, bro. Why you, why you? Yes. She just has this confused look on her face, like, You, you getting yes. big? Like, yo. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> they don't care. There's no filter. There's no filter. It's but crazy. 
And it also boils down to my sister. My sister is smaller than me. And whenever we get an argument, she called me fat. And I'm like, call me something I already know. And, and it's not fat. It's fabulous and thick, for one. And I realized the power in my curves. Um, so when she says that to me, it's, it used to bother me. And I used to get made fun of. That's why I had a breast reduction. Because like, although I was smaller in um, middle and high school, I always had like a larger chest and I always got made fun of. I remember this guy pulled my bean top off at the beach when we were on like a high school, um, like skip day. We were skipping class to go to the beach and he pulled that out. And I was like the laughing stock of school. And I cried my mom's and I wanted to have a breast reduction. But if I, if I had the positivity and confidence in myself that I have now, I, I don't know if I would have done it. Like I did have some back problems and shoulder problems, but I let that get to me, but body positivity is being confident and, and no matter what size you are and loving your body. Thank you for sharing that because yes. um, a lot of people go through certain experiences, tra- like trauma, right? Mm-hmm. That influences like, you know, or motivates um, sometimes a negative kind of like, we, we've been talking about this a lot on the way in about, um, body positivity and like how mm-hmm. people people's relationships with their bodies and um yeah. some people become dis- disassociated from their bodies which is very mm-hmm. sad to know that and it's usually because of something traumatic that happened to them mm-hmm. so like I'm like I know that you made that decision because it felt like the right thing for you mm-hmm. but I know I really appreciate you just sharing the fact that you know that that experience also may have played a part in part of the reason why you made that decision too, you know? Exactly. And that's why it's so important for me to be this curvy influencer to empower young women to love themselves because I wish someone put out the content that I'm seeing now that I'm putting out when I was in high school, then I would have loved myself and would have told that dude, you better, you know what I'm saying? Go to H-E-double-I-K-E-C. I don't yes, know. yes. You know what I'm like, and where's have- his mama? Okay, <laughs> that was traumatic. But yes, I and mean, you got to think about it. And it's, it's not about the pounds or the fat. It's about the body shape that people, the society celebrates. Because I'll put this in my blog. You got two women, right? They both weigh 200 pounds. Michelle and Olivia. Michelle has big boobs, no stomach, and a big butt. Olivia, she wears, she weighs the same, but she has a stomach. She got a little bit of boobs and no butt. Who's going to celebrate her more? Hmm. They got the same amount of weight. They weigh the same. Who's going to who what? Who's going to celebrate her more? Yeah, and it goes into the conversation about like you know what people. It's like if you're gonna live a live that live a truth where your beauty is determined or like your confidence determined by other people's opinions I I feel bad for you because you're putting yourself in a position where you're not in control right yeah exactly exactly and then Olivia she may have more confidence than Michelle anyways because her body is natural right I know right but um, I know you asked me another question. You asked about what I see my brand um, in the future. I see myself collaborating with a brand, um, having my own collection and sharing my story of how, you know, I didn't, I wasn't positive in my, I mean, I wasn't confident in my curse and I am now. And I want the people who are shopping for my brand to be confident and own it when they wear my, my products. 
I also want to be featured in, you know, like a magazine, you know, and I want to be able to. Com. <laughs> yes, yes. And once COVID clears, I want to be able to have a conference or some type of event where we could just be ourselves and talk about the power moves that some curvy influencers like Garner Style are making and celebrate them because they deserve it. So that's absolutely. What and I say that because I have a nonprofit organization called Dear Deandra, which is what I named after my sister who was killed from domestic violence in wow. at the age of 18. Um, and that's what got me into the realm of women empowerment and domestic violence awareness. But wow. I also sell wigs. And so with my hair business, we um, give back through glam events to women affected by domestic violence. So it all comes together for women empowerment and loving yourself. Wow. That, that was a mouthful, but a <laughs> lot of, a lot of good things. I really, um, thank you. Thank you for your work that you're doing for women who suffered um, yeah. through domestic violence. And I'm just, my deepest condolences for your loss of your sister. Yeah, thank you. Um, that's very tragic. But mm -hmm. the work that you're doing, I know your sister is definitely must be proud because oh, yeah. that's like such an honor to be doing that kind of work, you know? Yeah. Um, domestic violence is real people. And um, absolutely one in four women. Yeah, one in four women. And um, and even it's happening to men, too. So, yeah. So, like, you know, guys, I'm I'm not an expert on everything, but I will say that if you are in a situation, please seek help because um, you just never know. It can get dangerous. Yeah, you're right. You're oh, for sure. I appreciate you sharing that. That's that's super inspiring and um, definitely brings about the awareness that's necessary. So thank you. Mm -hmm. So Davida, where can um, our our listeners find you? As I on on Instagram and I don't know if that's the only place that you exist, but please please drop your your whereabouts on the digital realm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So yes, Davida's diary on Instagram is D A V I D A S diary. And that's the name of my website, also davidasdiary.com. And if you need some wigs, it's Hair Bakery Boutique, LLC. All of my wigs are baked with love. And love. then, of course, Dear Deandra, um, D-E-A-R-D-E-A-N-N-D-R-A, -N -N for Women Empowerment and Domestic Violence um, Information. Wow. So <laughs> thank you so much. I really appreciate you joining us today. Thank you for having me. For sure. You gonna join us on you you're gonna join us on Clubhouse when we get it popping in there? Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm we ready to be and I will be there. For real. Yeah, we're gonna do it. We're gonna do a special clubhouse um episode. So yeah, that'll be fun. And we okay. would love for you to be there. Yes, 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 I would love to. Thank you. I'm going to be talking junk, just a warning. I'm going to be talking <laughs> Okay, and I'll talk junk back. No punches. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, thank you, everybody. This is another episode of The Weigh In. And, of course, make sure that you like and um, subscribe to The Weigh In. And you can visit us on shapelyevents.com forward slash The Weigh In. And um, you can follow your girl, me, uh, Toya, on Twitter at Toya Do It Big or on Instagram at Wavy Toya. And Brooks, do you like to say some final words? 
Um, I just want to thank Davida again for joining us. Um, as always, we appreciate you guys tuning in. And uh, again, if you have any inspiring stories or, or anything in the news that you'd like to share or like us to share on the podcast, just um, you know, shoot us an email or contact us on Instagram and we'll get it out there. And guys, don't forget to submit those letters on relationships for the Pillow Talk segment. Because we've been here waiting for a letter. We ain't getting no letters. We waiting. So email us at theweighin at shapethevents.com if you like some advice on love and relationships. We totally would love to hear the tea and give some sound advice. <laughs> I'm ready. I, <laughs> I've been ready. <laughs> so that's a wrap. Thank you, guys. Thank you.